0: Hey, hey! welcome to the Coffee Run Live. It is Q&A Wednesday for our hunt day, which is, you know, every Wednesday. A famed, amazing middle of the week day where everything from here feels really kind of, well, technically speaking, it should feel really kind of downhill and that's how it should be. So welcome. Hey, Tamara. I have got some things on. Hey, Tess. Uh, really wanted to come to you guys a little bit earlier today, and you know, I was sitting here going like, oh, shall I go early, shall I not? You know, I know it's a bit of a pain in the ass, but I just decided to uh, rip off the band-aid and do what needed to be done. So here we are. Welcome, welcome. So awesome to have you on. Let me know that you can hear me as you're coming on. What I wanted to talk with you about today is something that I think happens probably more often than we would perhaps care to admit and this is off the back of really quite uh, an emotional exchange that occurred yesterday. A client of mine voxed me and for about 12 minutes, hey Carrie, for about 12 minutes downloaded to me a whole bunch of stuff that was going on for her. And the main things, the main pieces, and this is what I popped up in the the heading for today, is about feeling really confused about what to do next. Now, not confused in terms of, you know, whether I'm gonna have a business or not, like this girl, this woman, not girl, this beautiful lady has been in and out of my stuff for, oh golly, maybe, you know, coming up five years, I can't remember, maybe four years, Feel like she bought from me in maybe around 2015. I think uh, could be wrong, um, but I think it was around then. And you know, she was very focused and very driven and very motivated to do things in a particular kind of way. Now, you know, you know what happens when we're in business, right? We we start something and then we evolve and change and grow with new information. We can start to make new decisions and new choices, and You know, I think it's this beautiful, this beautiful gift of evolution and and trusting that you will always make the right decision. Sometimes though it can feel like, you know, well, is it is it really is it really time to evolve? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Should I stay doing this? And la la la. And one of the things for for her was that She'd also, she started up these other businesses and one of them happens to be a product-based, more of a product-based business. And we're having this conversation around what it is that she really wants. So I said, like my advice to her, we chatted a bit about it last week and my advice to her was like, hey, you know. Make whatever decision it is that ties in with what your goals are, right? And so I can see Tamara, Tess, and Carrie, you guys are the, the, the names that are still up on my screen at the moment. So if each of you came to me and said, oh, Nicola, you know, what do I do about this? What choice and decision do I need to make here? My advice is always, well, what do you, what do you want? You know, does this tie into your goals? Does this tie into your vision if you have one? Does this tie into your shirt, t- shirt, shirt? not shirt, short term goals. Does it tie into your longer term goals? You know, what is it that you want? And then I will challenge you on like, why is it that you want that? And and that's not because I'm running an agenda. my and not running my agenda. Like I want you to achieve what you want to achieve. I'm not, I, you know, it doesn't matter to me what you do. <laughs> in in, in the scheme of all of the things. You know, what you do has got to be aligned to you and the way that you want to do it, right? It's it's why I teach things in the way that I teach things. But anyway, so this lady was talking to me about a sales conversation that she had with another woman and she'd had some exposure to this lady and she'd jumped on the phone with her and this woman started almost like like my version, this is not what she said, but, you know, I felt like she was almost being attacked. She said, you know, she called me out on some of my shit and she was saying that all of the reasons that I haven't done stuff are a whole bunch of excuses. And if I really wanted what I say I wanted, then I'd be doing something. And, you know, on a sales call, to me, like that... <laughs> If you don't know the person that you're talking to, if you don't know the history, if you don't know their story, then it's. I guess it's a really fine line that we've got to walk, right? Tamara, you and I have had a, a fair level of interaction over the last twelve months. So if you said to me, "Oh, look, I really wanted to write this blog, but you know the sun came up and the kids needed to go to school, and you started making up some other bullshit like you needed to wash the cat." then, you know, I'm gonna call you out on that because we've got some trust in the trust account there and, and, I, and I've got a bit of perspective, right, on, on, on what your life is like. But say, Carrie, you and I haven't had a conversation. If you said, oh, look, Nicola, you know, I've wanted to write this blog and if I came out swinging and I said, well, you're, you're full of shit and you're full of excuses and if you really want what you say that you want, then you would have gone ahead and done that. You'd be like, who the fuck are you? And, you know, really? Really? I mean, yeah, there is some element of truth in excuses and and reasons and whatever. And you know, I might say, oh, look, you know what? I didn't do a live the other day because I was feeling like shit. Uh, Oh, actually, let's use Friday as an example. I did not do a live stream on Friday uh, because I was in the Channel 9 studio. (laughs) Uh, And is that that could be used against me someone could say well that's just a bullshit excuse nicola you know if you really wanted to go live you could have and yeah i could have really gone live had i really wanted to in that instance but like i i didn't right so anyway and i suppose where this left her was she was asked some other questions that i think you know are kind of interesting and so where this other confusion kicked in for her this lady was saying um You know, so do you take your people through a seven-step process when you enroll them? And to me, you know, if you're doing one-on-one coaching, consulting, training, or whatever, then you might have some things that you step your people through. but, but, But primarily, it's going to be tailored, right? I mean, even psychologists have got a framework that they might go through and that they might work through, but you're also going to draw upon different things. Hey Kim, draw upon different things out of those different frameworks that you know in a way that's respectful and appropriate for the client that you've got in front of you. Um, And I just think that this, this lady, she's probably very well intentioned, and it sounds like something sounds like a conversation that I might have had with someone you know maybe back in 2012 you know when I was a little bit more I, I was gonna say brazen and brazen's not quite kind of quite the right word but I was kind of I was trying to feel my way right I, I didn't have the maturity back then that I do now in terms of the way that I have conversations with people and and I and I possibly because I've been through so much in business and life, got a different level of empathy, perhaps for different people. And, and just different people are different and that's, you know, that's that's fine. So I guess where I'm going with this is that the result of this conversation for this client of mine ended her up being confused. So she was like, well, am I like, am I, have I made the right decision? Like she's gone and asked me all of these questions. And I'm a huge fan of asking questions that provoke thinking, right? Uh, I'm a huge fan of Opposing things to you and, and making sure that you're like, yeah This is really what I want. And yes, this is how I want to do things because I think you know That's that's really important and we don't know everything and and questions being asked questions is helpful in our own growth in our own development and developing in our, our own sense of maturity I suppose in business. However, where it becomes problematic is if the client or potential client that you're talking to ends up confused and overwhelmed and, you know, crying, I think we've all got to really understand and acknowledge that if we're ever doing that to our people that we're talking to, if they haven't bought from us yet, that it can send them into a really big fucking spin, right? And and I think the other thing with that is that it's often... A spin that's detrimental, particularly if you're on your own and, and maybe you haven't got a mentor, maybe you haven't got someone else to bounce this bounce this off. So all of a sudden, you've got Nicola telling you this thing, you've got Joe Blogs telling you this thing, you've got Sonia McSonia telling this thing, you've got um, Mr. Person, you know, telling you this thing, you've got this other person, Todd telling you this, Frank telling you this, you know, and you've got all of these voices going on in your head, and it's like, who the fuck are you going to listen to? What are you going to do? So for, for this lady, what I said to her, I've gone, look, the thing that I really wholeheartedly believe in and I, it's a piece of advice that I give out a lot, you've got to shut out the noise. You've really got to shut out the rest of the noise and maybe find one person that you can listen to even if it's for a, a shorter period of time that you can go, okay, so this is who I trust right now. Hey, Joe, this is who I trust right now to accept advice from, to share my thinking with and stuff like that. And 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 almost, and it's not about being ignorant. It's really more about being selective about who you're letting into your world because the way that I do things is different to the way that Frank Kern does things which is different to the way that what's his face uh the 10x got Grant Cardone different to the way that he does things different to the way Marie Folio does it the way Gabby Bernstein does it the way Amy Porterfield does it you know all of those those big names in in my industry in my world I do things differently so the way that I articulate things is going to be different and then you go and listen to someone else and it's going to be different then you listen to someone else and it's going to be different and you know, then next minute you've got the, you have to have a 90 day plan or you've got to have an annual plan. You've got to have a five-year plan. You've got to have a safety net. You've got to have ABC options. Then you've got to have a DEF option. And then you've got this and you've got this. Like, no wonder we're all fucking confused. And no wonder 95% of businesses don't make it past the first two years because there is just so much like it's it's both a blessing and a curse right we've got so much information available to us that it can also be really hard to discern who to listen to and and who to learn from so i think the best piece of advice that i can give you is to choose one person and i don't really care i do care but i don't it doesn't really matter who that is it doesn't matter if it's me or if it's somebody else or whatever the point is is that find one person to the exclusion of everybody else for a defined period of time and listen and learn and absorb as much of that and, and as much of their advice, as much of their stuff as you can. Now, the cool thing about this is that once you've done that, and let's say that you commit for 90 days or six months, however long, it doesn't really matter. And then you might be like, okay, cool. Like I've given it my best shot. I've tried to do that thing. It is okay for you to change your mind, right? And this is the thing that that I, I said to this girl yesterday, this not girl, sorry, this lady yesterday. Like, you know what? You could choose to work this business right now and then in 90 days time or a month or whatever defined period of time, you might choose to change your mind and that is okay. You might choose to go and, I mean, shit, think about it. You might choose to go and do something like bulletproof coffee, right? So you choose to start drinking bulletproof coffee and you commit to doing that for the next 30 days. You might decide at the end of, the, of that month that you fucking hate butter in your coffee and you you haven't become fat adapted in your body and you're just like, this is shit, I've put on a bunch of weight, this doesn't work for me. You're allowed to change your mind and stop doing that thing. What Where this client became confused is because, well, You know, she's like, well, you decided to do this and you need to stick to it. And it's like, well, no, actually, like it might, and that that might've been right for her, right? For for this other coach, that might've been the right choice and decision for her and for her business. And you know, as we know, everything can change on a dime. You might decide tomorrow that you want to keep your business and that you want to ramp it up to $10 million a year. And then another 90 days time, you could be like, that was a really dumbass decision, you know, whatever. But the point is, and where we end up and stay stuck in this land of confusion and overwhelm is when we refuse to make a decision. So the best advice I can ever give you is to just make a fucking decision. Make a choice, stick to it for a defined period of time. And then what happens is we then start to progress forward. And then you start to get new information. And then you can go, okay, I'm at the end of this time frame, this time period. What have I learned? What have I gained? What new insights do I have now? Does it make sense both financially, energetically, emotionally, physically, spiritually to keep going with that choice and decision and back it up again? Or do I make a different choice and decision now that I've got new information and I know more and and you've evolved and you've done whatever it is that you've done? So I think there's this whole thing out there where there's somebody made up a whole bunch of rules around how you have to do things because that's just what they've decided. So for instance, and I'm talking about marketing, right? I'm not talking about like the medical world or you know um industries that are governed by HIPAA, for instance, or um uh whatever else, like whatever other industry things that you have to actually abide by um in terms of ethical things. I'm not talking about that. But you know that like who said that you have to have a a complicated marketing funnel? you know who said that you have to have a website that's got twenty five pages in there? who said that you have to show up on live streams every day? you know who made up these rules? Now there are best practices there are frameworks that we can work within but just because of the way that i do things works for me doesn't mean that it's the way the exact way that it's going to work for you and i think that it's just really important to go okay well you know this is what i think i need to do right now and this is what i'm going to try and test and you've got you do need to fully commit to it but it's also okay for you to change your mind Right, unless you're a contractor to something, but then even then you can change your mind. It just means you've got to be happy with whatever the consequences are. (sighs) Got a bit excited. My shoulders are like, just get really pissed off about people saying that you have to do this or you have to do that, particularly when we've got people who are really vulnerable out there and they don't necessarily, you know, have the support in place to be able to make really great decisions you know, do you know what I mean? I hope that makes sense. Um, and there's also different people for different people, which is totally fine, right? So that was that. What else? Um, oh, this is the other thing, the other example that was given. So as we know, my industry, you know, the, the marketing industry, the internet industry, the coaching industry is rife with People, it it has been, I believe, the big one of the biggest growth industries in the last. Oh God, I I started in 2010, so um, I think it was slated to be the fastest growth industry. I reckon around 2013 they were talking about um, coaching becoming a lot more mainstream, and we see it all the time now. You know, it is very, it is very much mainstream. Um, it's you know every man and his dog is, <laughs> he's a freaking coach, but. I guess like the thing is, is that there are lots of differing opinions. And one of the things, and and this is, so the question that was raised again, like yesterday was, or the point that was raised actually yesterday that I thought that I would bring up for you guys, is that there's a whole lot of talk around making multi-six figures, seven figures, eight figures now, you know, because it has to just keep getting better every couple of years. You know, next week, next month, next year is going to be the have a nine-figure-a-year business, you know, coaching business by just doing webinars and you'll be fine. You know, the whole bro, the bro banner thing. Anyway, I digress. So one of the things that gets talked about is the importance of outsourcing all of your stuff, right? So that you can just, be the queen and just do the thing that you want to do and for some people that's really great and for some people that doesn't freaking work other people will say you've got to drive revenue drive revenue drive revenue and i mean yeah you've got to bring in revenue otherwise you don't have a freaking business you have a hobby and like that's not going to pay the bills jill so you know there's that but i guess like you could make the choice and this is what i was saying to this lady last night you know on one hand she's been given advice to build team. So she's got a product-based business, let's say that she's selling coffee, she's not, but let's say that she's selling coffee and it's like, you know what, you could do so much more if you outsourced this, that, that, and that, and just get team to do the bits that that you know, all of that. Now, building team is not a bad idea, right? Building team could be good. However, the thing that you've got to take a look at is how much more revenue do you need to bring in? And this is where we've got to be smart about business. Cause you could increase your revenue, but if your costs also go up, and if you end up with the same amount of money left over at the end of every month, whether you're doing a hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue or whether you're doing two million dollars a year in revenue, what's the fucking point? To me, I I made the decision. Like I've I've had that million dollar a year business, I've I've done all of that. I've had team, I've had staff, I've had, you know, I've done all of that stuff and it was really great and it was really awesome. But what actually happened, I I had some personal stuff happen at home and and I needed to be really available at home rather than traveling and, and working as hard as what I had been in order to make the money in the way that I was making it back then. And so I made the conscious decision after running some numbers to actually start to scale back my business. And what I looked at was how much revenue am I bringing in? What's my break even? What does that mean in terms of gross profit? And then what does that mean in terms of net profit? So if I was to look at all of that and then I ran some other scenarios, I'm like, all right, well, if I did this and I chopped this out and if I chopped that out, what would be like, what's the, uh, the commitment from the time commitment into my business. What's the client contact commitment? What's the product creation commitment? What's the what are the ad commitments? You know, what what are the actual commitments that I would need to make? And then if I did this, what would that look like? And then if I did this, what would that look like? And it became very apparent very quickly based on what it was that I was doing, that if I scaled back the business, I would probably end up, and it actually happened, I would end up with more money left over at the end of every month, personally, in the like, in the business, able to be used, played with, reinvested, drawn upon, paid out as wages, whatever the case might be. I'd have more money left over at the end of every month, which seems like rather than running it at a million or $2 million a year, right? Like what the heck with less stress it meant that i wouldn't have to manage people it meant that i like i did not want to become a people manager and that came off the back of hiring a bunch of people building team building team building team and then having like not not necessarily the right fit and and everything else but it didn't make sense at the time in my life with all the things that were going on to keep all of that going and so you know for me i'm like well if you want to be pretty much a solopreneur, working almost part-time hours, uh, which is pre- pretty much what I do these days, part-time hours, you know, having more money left over at the end of every month, then why don't you go and do that? There's a whole lot of backslapping that goes on around. Oh yeah, you've hit the seven-figure mark, you know, go you, woo woo. When really, at the end of the day, you you might be nowhere near as profitable as um what you could be and you know to me that's really where the the proof of like not the proof is that the proof is in the pudding like is that the is that the terminology you know to me I would rather be making having more money left over and then having choices around going okay well I'm going to use that and invest in this and use that money to make more money or whatever the case might be right so i think this thing here is that you might decide today that you want to build team and that you want to get a million, two million, three million, five million, ten million dollars a year under your belt, and that's great. And then, as you progress doing that and you might hire some people and fire some people and then just decide that it's just not fucking worth it, there is no shame in making a new choice and a new decision. It is okay. Alternatively, you might decide, you know what? I just want to build this as a solo practice owner and that's really great, awesome, excellent. In six months time, you might be like, I'm having the freaking time of my life. I feel like I'm ready to develop this and I really want to start building team, then great, go do that. Nothing in this world is fixed and concreted in, within your business. You are allowed to make different choices. That is the really, the big thing that I want to share with you today. And um, that's really that, you know, have a look at the people who are running businesses in the way that you admire or feel like resonate with you with where you're at right now. Have a look at people who market in a way that resonates with you right now. Have a look at people who are making sales in the way that really resonates with you right now. And they're the clues because usually. I was narrating my book yesterday, and one of the things that I said in there was to go and have a look at some celebrities and see who you admire. And we were talking about um, personality traits and 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 branding and stuff like this. And one of the things in there was, you know, we often tend to admire things in other people that we would like for ourselves or that we have within us. So for me. You know, I'm like, I I want I want freedom. Like, I I was so I was having a conversation with my husband. We were just sort of like playing spitballing some stuff around that was just sort of like if, if the worst thing happened and I decided to retire, right? Not the worst thing on the planet, but if I decided to retire, what might I do? And I'm like, well, you know, I could go and find a job, and I might get paid, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year as an entry level person to whatever industry probably the mortgage industry it's like because that's you know part of my history so it's like you know i might be paid a 100 grand a year as a a base salary and it's like well you know you cut let's say that that's ten thousand dollars a month you chop out you know four thousand dollars in tax you end up with six thousand dollars left that's what fifteen hundred dollars a week and i'm just like oh god and then You're going to be tied into work, like I would be in this industry. I'd be tied into probably working outside of hours, not this industry, but if I was in the mortgage industry, it's like I'd be tied into working hours, like maybe having to be at work at 8 or 8.15, not be able to walk out of work until about six o'clock. God, I'd have to apply for holidays. You know, I, I couldn't just on a whim go, oh, we're going to go to Melbourne for the weekend, you know, I've got a roller derby weekend. You know, we're heading out early, coming home on Monday instead of on Sunday. You know, all of that freedom. I'm just like, I'm just not even available for any of that. That just seems ridiculous. And I guess, but some people that's okay. Like that's, I'm not saying like, if that's what you want to do, then that's totally fine. But for me, I'm just like, no, it's actually not even an option. But the other thing with that is that you could always make any choice, right? It's like with any career, you go get a job, you find you don't like it, you apply for another job and you go get another one. For some reason in business, in the business coaching world, the coaching world, the instant marketing world, there is a whole stigma, I think, around people making different choices. And it's not about quitting at the first sign of um, something not going in the way that you want, right? You do have to develop resilience and strength and tenacity and and you've got to find that grit to keep going, otherwise you will end up in that 95% of business owners that don't continue. But even that, you know, if you are one of the 95% and if it's a conscious choice and decision that you've made, more power to you, sister, because, you know, I don't think there's any shame in making, I I think we shouldn't be shamed for making the choice, right? But if you do want to keep going and if you do want to find it, then you've got to commit and commit to a choice, commit to a decision and then progress through from there. So that's my little rant today on all of those things. Um, The moral of the story being, confusion and overwhelm tends to kick in when we're not making a decision or we're refusing to make a decision or we're making the decision to not make a decision, right? So if the choice is, right, I'm going to jump in and I'm giving this all I've got, then great, go do that. If the choice is, you know what, I'm tapping out, then great, that's fine. Do whatever you need to do, but Just be aware that a lot of the time, the more voices you've got going on around you, the more confused you're going to be. So pick one voice, shut the fuck up to everybody else. You know, just go talk to someone else. I'm not available for all of those conflicting opinions and just, you know, move forward with that one thing. Uh, So that's that. That's my little rant and ramble for today. You can see in the uh, title of this Q&A Wednesday that we do have the radical implementation challenge starting on Monday, which I'm beyond freaking excited about. We've got a handful of amazing, amazing business owners in there ranging from startup right through to million dollar plus practices. And, you know, I I think the thing here is about, it's kind of like what I'm saying, right? It's like with with confusion, what confusion needs? The antithesis, antithesis, the the anti-venom for, for confusion is focus and decision. And the the answer to overwhelm is action, because usually overwhelm happens when there's just all of this stuff going on. So if you've ever thought about writing a book, creating your offers, launching a podcast, getting a product created, getting systems in place, making stuff happen, being more efficient and effective, Uh, And if you just want to stop wasting time and you want more clarity and focus, then this 30-day challenge is completely badass and so much fun and it's amazing and you will get a lot done. Uh, Typically, what happens for people is that they'll say, and I know Joe, who's on, I'm not sure if you're still on here live, but you were on here earlier today, you shared in one of the things, in one of the testimonials that you gave me that you got more done in a week than you would ever get done in a month. So it's not about, though, piling more work onto you. It's just about being more efficient and effective with what you've got and actually getting stuff implemented. So that's that. The links are in the um, in the description of the video here today. Uh, voxer means that you can voxer me anything, anytime throughout the course of the month and actually starting as soon as you enroll. Uh, so it'd be really awesome to meet you through there. If you want some help and ass kicking, because you know, get that thing done, woman or man, you know, you can do this. Uh, you know, you guys are amazing and it would just be really awesome to support you in in the endeavors that you have. All right, get out there, go help some people have fun. If you've got questions about any of this or anything else that's come up for you that you would love for me to answer, we've got Q and A Wednesday happening of course next week. Um, as you know, with these coffee rounds, it's really important to me that you're getting your questions answered. You know, it's not just about, I don't want to just sit here and make shit up. Sometimes I do. But, you know, most of the time it's through stuff that you guys have asked from me or you've wanted to bounce off me. Or it might just be, hey, you know, this would be a great question, I think. if it, And you can message me. You don't have to post it publicly. Um, and, and this happens a fair like a fair bit as well, where it's like, you know what? I've got this question, this would be a really great thing for Q&A Wednesday. You know, ask me, oh shit. The more the more we're out there helping each other, the more are out there, you know, doing the work that we're here to do, the more people you're gonna help. And then that's the way that we change the world. It's the way we heal the world. It's the way that we create movements. It's the way that we start to really be able to build momentum and and help you do more of what it is that you're here to do. So. Super grateful for having you guys on here. Thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, stay warm if you are in winter Australia. Um, if you're anywhere else in the world that is warm, I am completely jelly and I am not happy about it. So I'm going to go and turn up my heat up. It is ridiculous. <laughs> Have fun, everybody. Get out there. Be visible. Mwah. I'll talk to you tomorrow on the Coffee Run Live. Bye.